0: If God is real, a real God deserves a real praise. Yeah. So if God is real to you, if you just put your hands together like the devil is in between and give God a great yeah. hand of praise. Um, I mean, I'm just, I'm just trying to check real quick. How many of you know that you serve a, a real and living God? Your kingdom come. Your will be done. Lord, you are real. For I feel you deep down in my soul. Lord, show us your glory today. Lord, throw your weight around. I pray, God, for miracles, signs, and wonders. That they may follow your people, God. Right now, Father God, we pray, Lord, that you will remove the spiritual cataracts off our eyes today and reveal to us yeah. your true and living word. Yeah. I pray, Lord, that you will be with this service yes, and be with these, your people. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 This is the day That the Lord has made and we choose to rejoice and be glad in it. Let me greet you in the love of the Lord Jesus Christ. I want to thank Pastor Hart for extending this invitation for us to come and to share the gospel of Jesus Christ with the Lord of Providence Church family. It's a blessing to be here now this is my third time here at the church and it's a beautiful place with beautiful people and I'm honored to bring the word today even under the circumstances and limitations God is still good now I may be a stranger to you and you may be a stranger to me but if we all know the Lord Jesus Christ we know that we are all family if it's your custom to stand I want to summon your senses and invite your intellect to the book of Genesis. Genesis chapter 7 verse number 16. Genesis is one of the hardest books of the Bible to find. (laughs) Psalm Delonis Said it's not Genesis, but it's Genesis. Genesis chapter 7, verse number 16. Then the Holy Spirit has highlighted for us in this context of Scripture and they that went in, went in male and female of all flesh. All right. And God commanded him and the Lord shut him in. You may be seated. I want to tag his text. I'm with him. I'm with him. The 2001 Daytona 500 was televised and it was estimated that approximately. 7 million people witnessed this particular NASCAR race. Unfortunately to the dismay of the viewers in the world, that was the day when noted and celebrated and accomplished and respected race car driver Dale Earnhardt lost his life. During that day, the 2001 Daytona 500 Dale died in a car crash during the race and when the autopsy was conducted it was found that he died due to a blunt force trauma to the head. Another technical name for what he suffered was a vascular skull fracture that impacted from the crash that actually cracked his skull and he was dead but the subsequent investigation that followed the death of Dale Earnhardt revealed something that was critical to the accident. It was noted that Dale chose and even some suggested that he refused to wear what I call a Heinz device. It's a neck and head device that's designed to stabilize the neck and a skeletal system even while driving so there will be some stabilization of the neck during or in the event of an unfortunate crash. Dale said he didn't want to wear the highest device because it restricted his movement. Mm -hmm. And because he didn't want to wear the device that restricted his movement, it caused him his life. Mm -hmm. Several months after that, NASCAR really made it mandatory for all the drivers to wear Heinz's device. And 10 years after Dale's death, NASCAR did not have one fatal driver and did not have one to die from a blunt force trauma to the head because of that particular device. It somehow suggests to us that Dale Earnhardt unfortunately teaches us that there are some things that restrict you, that are designed to save you. It's like these masks we have on. It's like this social distancing. It's like washing our hands constantly and using hand sanitizer. These are the things that are designed to restrict you with the intent to save you. That's why most people don't embrace Christianity because Christianity is a restrictive discipline that's designed to save your life. People want to do what they want to do and put Jesus' signature on it, Even if it conflicts with the word of God, might I tell you, ladies and gentlemen, if the church is going to be the church, then the church is going to be in conflict with culture. When we decide that we're going to be the church, the church is not designed to agree with everybody's choice of life, but, church, but the church is a restrictive place with the intent to save you. Such as the discipline found in the discourse of Genesis chapter 7, we find an unusual moment in biblical history. And it's very simply this by the time we get to Genesis chapter seven, we have rendezvous with a mad God. He has changed his mind about the creation of humanity. And the text said in Genesis chapter six that he has taken inventory of humanity. And the finding of his report was that humanity, ladies and gentlemen, was wicked from their imaginations, wicked. From their thoughts and he resolved to destroy all flesh and we found God in the midst of his expression of his own wrath and a glimmer of hope shines to us in verse 8 of Genesis chapter 6 and the Bible said and Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. Let me put a quarter of the meter and park here and tell you theologically that simply means that Noah should have died with everybody else let me try this one more time if the Lord had not looked at Noah through the lens of grace then Noah would have just been as guilty as everybody else who died in the flood and it points ladies and gentlemen to the principle of first mention when grace first showed up in the Bible in Genesis chapter 6 verse 8 how when we are conducting a theological investigation we must use the First, the principle of first mention, to see what a topic or a subject first showed up, to see if it remains the same or if it develops or if it evolved in biblical history. The first thing we learned, ladies and gentlemen, is that favor is not unmerited favor. The first thing we learned about grace is that, that grace is God's choice of self-expression. Grace is God looking at somebody who doesn't deserve to be looked at and decides to express himself. I can't get no help in here. God's grace is a way of expressing his own self, despite of what he's looking at, despite of who he's looking at, despite of what he's looking at, in the context of God's wrath we have an accurate picture of God's grace. He has decided to destroy everything, and Noah is a part of a destroyed group. Until God looks at him through the lens of his own grace, therefore he picked Noah, not because Noah was holy, not because Noah was righteous, not because Noah was blameless, he picked Noah by his own grace. And he said, sir, I'm going to anoint you. I'm going to assign to you to be the architect of the ark in Genesis chapter 6 God gives Noah to make the measurements and the material for the ark and tells him I need you to build the ark. I need you to build and preach and while you're preaching, preach it's going to rain and all you need to do is build and preach. Here ladies and gentlemen we'll be back go the passage to share with us how God expresses himself when he decides to do what we don't deserve. And then we get to go eat some gulag gulag later on today. This text is tailored to teach us about the resolution of the ark. Catch this, ladies and gentlemen, that God has decided to destroy humanity through a flood. But after he decides to destroy humanity through a flood, God calls Noah. He gives Noah an ark. He gives Noah a shield through which he he survived the storm. All right, I'm going to try this one more time. God has decided to destroy humanity. After his decision of expression and executing his wrath, he looked at a guilty Noah through the lens of grace, and size known to be the architect of the ark, gives them the, make the measurements and the material for the art, and tells them to build the ark because you're going to get on the ark and you're going to get through the storm. Yeah. All right. All right. Yeah. Y'all going to y'all get this in a minute. So what I'm trying to tell you, since, since, since this side I don't want to say anything to me until I get about 10 minutes into my sermon, it was God's ship that was given for God's storm. Let me try this one more time. The same God who is going to send the storm is the exact same God who's going to give you the ship for his storm. i want to try this one more time because these saints don't want to talk to me yet. The God who gave the storm is the exact same God who's going to give you the ship for the storm. God gave a storm and then he gave a ship full of soul. What this simply means is the will of God got you in it. But the grace of God is going to get you out of it. And whatever God got you in, whatever his will got you in, his grace is going to get you out of it. Let me try this one more time. Ladies and gentlemen, I know you don't appreciate this scholarly approach to the text. But we have to appreciate that God has been a part of your problem. But when God is a part of your problem, God is a part of your solution. <laughs> so you have to stop giving so much credit to a devil that you can't stand. Do I have anybody here that can look back over your life and testify that God got me in it and that God is going to get me out of it? God always have a ship For a storm, he's sending your way. Which means, church, it's confirmation that the solution is older than the problem. Some of y'all still sleep. God didn't wait until the storm to send a ship, (laughs) He sent the ship. He sent the ship before the storm. He, he's already making sure. He's already making provisions for every problem. See, so y'all don't know when to shout. <sighs> so let me let me give it to you. Let me. Can I tell you what the Texas teacher teaches? God is giving you some stuff for now to prepare you for something later. It's some stuff that God is giving you now that's not for now. Right. That's right. It's for the stuff that's coming. Watch this. That he's not going to stop. But he's going to give you a ship to get through with. The question is, why does God do it? Why does God provide? Why does God make provision? Vision means to see. Pro means ahead, which simply means and suggests to you and I that God sees ahead. I shot myself in a minute. <clears throat> Can I tell you huh, what uh, Noah Noah answered to that question? Because when we first meet Noah, we didn't know anything about Noah. We don't know Noah's education. We don't know Noah's pedigree. We don't know anything about Noah. Anything about his personal history. As a matter of fact, grace is the whole reason why he popped on the pages of human history. (sighs) Y'all will probably get that around about 4 (laughs) o'clock. But God gives him a ship to be on. But never disclose that he's an engineer with qualities to build. We don't know Noah. If he was an engineer, we don't know if he was an architect. All we know was that God gave him a ship to build in the first official pandemic. That's right. We did Yes, sir? I'm going to say this one more time. If y'all miss it, I'm going to put the mic down quick. During the pandemic, God gave Noah some new skills. We don't know if Noah was an engineer until the pandemic broke out in his life. <laughs> <laughs> During the pandemic, God gave him a new project, which was designed to birth new skills in his life. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I hear. Oh Lord, that's just so embarrassed. and yeah. long going on. <laughs> Y'all, I don't. I don't get up until around about this time on Sunday. Take Hey man, I hope that I hope that camera ain't on. Oh gee. that's the first time ever in human history that this ever took a, that this ever took place. Somebody get this phone from me. catch. During a pandemic. God gave Noah some new skills. Now I'm not talking to all of y'all, but I'm but I'm talking to some of y'all only to about five of y'all during the pandemic that, that you found out some stuff about you that you didn't know about you. You you didn't you didn't know that that, that you was birthing new skills out of you. You didn't know that you could pray this much. You didn't know that you can pray this long. You didn't know that you had a business inside of you until a crisis hit. You didn't know the creativity that was in you until the crisis hit because God would give you an assignment that's designed to birth new skills out of you. Amen. God didn't give a book before the pandemic started. But you birthed something. It was designed to give him a new ability that he had not had prior to the pandemic. Yeah. Yeah. Here, here's the matter, ladies, ladies and gentlemen. The purpose for the orphanage was for, for him to have a way to get through God's problem. Yeah. It was God's ship during God's storm for God's man to birth new abilities that we didn't know nothing about. All right, y'all need to be y'all need to be real quiet on this, on this next point because not only the text is not teaching us about the resolution of the art, but the text also teaches us the reality of the ark. Come on, come on, come on. Come on, man. Look at your neighbor and say, pay close attention to the mouth. In Genesis chapter 7 in verses 11 through 13, the Bible says that Noah, his three sons, his wife, and their three wives, God on the ark, the same day, it started. And the text gives us a date. The text gives us a date that the storm, that when the storm started on. Uh-huh. It started on 217, uh-huh. And on our calendar, that's February the 17th. And on the Hebrew calendar, it's May 17th. Because in the Hebrew calendar, the first month of the year is March. And they got on the boat on May the 17th, the same day the storm started. And when they got off the boat on Genesis chapter 8, he gets off the boat. And when he gets on the boat, he was 600 years old. When he gets off the boat, he was 601. And the Bible says that he got off of the boat on 217 of the next year. So if you do the math of these dates and know an age, They were on the ark for one year and 10 days. He got on 600. He got off at 601. He got on on 217. He got off on 227 of the next year. He had a birthday on the ark. They've been on the ark for one year and 10 days. Do y'all know what that means? That means that some days the ark stunk. Since some of y'all sleep, I'm going to try this one more time. It's animals on the ark. Uh-huh. There's no bathroom on the ark. Uh-huh. But they can't get off even a sticky ship with savings. Ladies and gentlemen, God sent me in this church to tell you to take your mouth off your church because some days the church stinks, but that same stinky church is saving you from a flood. Do I have anybody in here that can testify I shall not let nothing Separate me from the love Of God I'm in church, I'm not leaving church And some days it stink on this church But the same thing in church Is saving my life Let me tell you this Since I'm here, you have to be careful About talking about Your church Because animals are not the only ones who have to maneuver. You have to get rid of your own way so the seat that you're calling out of somebody else might just be your stink. Oh y'all making me work too hard. The text says, it's animals on here. It's a female, it's a male of all animals. They've been on here for a year and ten days. And some days A sticky ship, you got a choice. If the ship stinks, you got a choice. The the waste of the flood or the waters of the flood. And nobody survived the second option. (laughs) You better be careful how you talk about the Lord's house. You better be careful how you talk about God's people. Because I'm not the only one who has the potential to stink. If the truth be told, a matter of fact, the Bible said all have sin, and come short of the glory of God. But thanks be unto God that God will use sticky situations to keep you alive. That's the reality of the ship. Can I tell you something about God? God is perfect. The church is not. And the moment you join the church, the minute it became imperfect. I'm glad that we serve a God who knows how to do perfect things with imperfect people. I I got rewind in my mind. I'm so glad that I serve a perfect God who knows how to use imperfect things to do perfect things with imperfect people. (laughs) Y'all, y'all, some of y'all looking at me like I'm talking about myself. Don't don't make me call you out. I I know that that, that you was in his presence this morning, but there's no telling what you're doing at night. But the Lord let you get up the next day, walk in his house, and praise his name. You better be thankful that he let you survive the waters of the flood because of the stinky ship. Now look, look, look. I know, I know, here it is. for all you people right here that's that's struggling for church, struggling with church hurt, I know you don't want to go back to that church. I know know they've been treating you bad. But guess what? That's the reality of being on a stinky ship. It's still saving your life. Can can I just be honest with y'all? You got scholarships because of the church. You got jobs because of the church. The church is the only place that will let people do anything that they're not qualified to do. Oh, I came to preach. You don't have an education, but the church is the only place that you can carry a title. So don't ever put your mouth on the Lord's house. The very house that's making you who you are is saving you from killing yourself. That's the resolution of the heart. That's the resolution of the church. And that's the reality of the heart. Thirdly, there's a rise of the heart. Ladies and gentlemen, God was mad. And sweet at the same time. Can I approve it to you? In Genesis chapter 6, when he was giving him the make, the measurements, and the material for the ark, he particularly told Noah. He said, Hey Noah, build the ark 30 cubits high. Build the ark 30 cubits high in Genesis, Genesis 6. When he opens up the floodgates of heaven, the Bible said the water rose 15 cubits high. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Y'all making me work too hard. <laughs> Y'all have not been to math class. He says, build the ark, build it 30 cubits high. Mm-hmm. When they took the measurements of the flood. The flood rose 15 cubits high mm-hmm. Which means was He was telling Noah to build the ark Double the height of the raging water mm-hmm. yeah. 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 mm-hmm. yeah. right. uh, yeah. Which means if, if you get on this ship yeah, Oh Lord mercy You can't die You, can't you won't sink. God said, I'm going to use the storm to take you high." Okay, I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. Can I help y'all? When the storm was over in Genesis 8, the Bible said in verse 5, when the storm was over, they landed on Mount Aboran. Okay, y'all still sleep. When the storm started, they was on the ground. When the storm was over, they landed on Mount Everett. When the storm, before it started, they were grounded. But by the time the storm ended, they were on the mountain. Which means, ladies and gentlemen, God will not stop your storm because he intended for your storm to elevate you. He intended for your storm to elevate you to a whole nother level. That's why you can't pray your storm away because your storm is on an assignment to lift you to a higher place. Somebody wrote a song and said, I thank God for the song. I thank God for my mountains. Because if I never had a problem, I wouldn't know what faith in God. Come on. Come on. Yes, Come on, everybody. Yes, Lord. Oh, Jesus. Now, watch this, y'all. So, if you want my success, you have to take my stone. I said, if you want my success, you have to take my stone. Because I didn't get here through a hookup. Did y'all hear what I just said? I didn't get here through a hookup. I got here through hell. <laughs> I didn't get here because I had a freedom. I didn't get here because I was born into a rich family. I was born into a fractured family. A broken family. A dysfunctional family. But God raised me up through the storm. Because of the God that I serve. He knows how to make straight lines with crooked sticks. Do I have anybody in here that can testify? I'm not here because I did it right. I'm not here because I came from the White House. But God know how to make straight lines with crooked sticks. Can't get no help. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for having me. God bless you. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, the radical of the was to attend to elevate you. But church, can I just tell you this and I'm going on my seat. I'm going on my seat when I tell you this. This blew me away. It, it, it probably won't even shout you, but it shouted at me. Noah and his family are on the boat. It's a sticky ship. But it's keeping them alive, and we'll watch this and we'll bug this off the boat. The Lord tells him in in Genesis nine. He said, "Hey man, listen. What I did, you know that that I killed everybody that wasn't on the ship. I know that was a long storm, but I ain't gonna do it again. Mm yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you what I'm gonna do." I will no longer destroy the earth like this. And to confirm my word, I'm going to give you a rainbow. And that's going to be a sign and a token that I'm going to keep my word. Y'all are going to have to help me out on this so I can go to my seat because I'm slow. So so you have to help me. God said, I'm going to reestablish my covenant. Mm-hmm. And I will no longer destroy the earth like I did. Yeah. Here's my question. Hey, God, what sin does it make to say you're not going to destroy what you've already destroyed? Huh. Yeah. Huh. Come on. Huh. What are you talking about? Mm-hmm. Nobody is left to destroy me. So you're saying you're not going to destroy it again, and there is nobody here to destroy again. So what are you talking about? Ladies and gentlemen, when God makes that covenant to destroy the earth, he always had in mind to start it back again. Which means, church, no one survived a storm because he was called to start something. Yeah. Can I be known today? Mm-hmm. Can I tell you the last thing you survived? You was meant to survive it because He called you to start something. Uh-huh. The reason you're not dead yet yeah. is because there's something else that you have to do for God. Yes. And the reason why you survived was not because that that you was good. But that God had a start of assignment on your life. Yeah. Yeah. Here it is, ladies and gentlemen. You were surviving something because God was about to start something that you couldn't die from until God started. Yeah. The Bible said that he that has begun a good work in you. The Bible said that he's faithful to complete it. He's faithful to perform it. So in other words, what I'm saying, beloved, what I'm saying, ladies and gentlemen, that God has a start assignment on your life, and that's why the enemy can take you out. Touch your neighbor and say, I got a start assignment on my life. So you were kept from something because you was kept for something. Let me say that again. I got rewind in my mind. You were kept from something because you were kept for something. Y'all being real spiritual, I I know y'all being real spiritual. For real, for real. Some of y'all said tight booty. Y'all know how to read y'all Bible. The reason why there is a male and female, because he already has the assignment for them to reproduce. And they're going to start something new for God. Ladies and gentlemen, you can't start something with just men. Amen. Amen. I wish this mic blew a little louder. <laughs> you can't start something new with just women. Amen. We have to come together and do what God has called us to do. Yeah. Yeah. So we can start something new. Yeah. All right. And here it is. Verse 16. Verse 16 says, And they that went in, went in male and female of every living kind, and the Lord shed him in. Apparently, I didn't go to easy class. They that went in, that's just in the spirit, went in male and female of every kind. But verse 16 says, and the Lord shut him in. I'm going to try this one more time. It's an apparent inconsistency of plurality and singularities of the nouns because they are on the boat. But the Lord shut him in on the boat. I'm trying to figure out. Why you didn't include they in the shedding? Uh-huh. I didn't include they in the shedding, God said, because they is not who I got the covenant with. Uh-huh. <laughs> I got the covenant with Him. Uh-huh. Because whoever is down with Him, you don't have to worry about the day because if you're down with him, you're covered under him. I'm going to try this one more time. He was wounded for my transgression. He was bruised for my iniquities. There's chastisement of my peace was upon him, and by his stripes, we are, we are healed. I'm mm-hmm. on the day so I can go to my seat. I said, I'm waiting on the day to get happy because you're covered by him. I said, I'm waiting to go to my seat, and I'm waiting for the day to get happy that you're covered by him. Is there anybody here at Little Providence Baptist Church you know that you're covered under him? Touch your neighbor and say, I am with him. I'm with him. Blow the horn one more time and say, I am with him. Come on and blow the horn one more time and say, I am. I am with him. And he is And he is With me Who is that him Can I help y'all John chapter 1 verse 3 says All things were made by him And with him Was not anything made that was made John chapter 3 verse 16 he says for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Uh, John chapter 4 verse 24 says God is a spirit and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. So the question is, who is that him? It was him that went out on Calvary. It was him who they spirited in his side and put nails in his hand. It was him that they put a crown of thorns on his head. It was him that they put the nails in his feet. It was him that they buried at another man's tomb. It was him that went down to preach a revival in hell. But Sunday morning, he got up with all power in his hand. It was him. Just touch your neighbor and say, I'm with him. I'm with him. Now watch this. spite of, I'm done. Despite of you choosing not to be with him God has decided that I'm going to be with you even though we have been unfaithful he's been faithful to us so little rock little providence this is what I want to leave you with no matter the circumstance no matter the situation no matter the storm God, I already have a ship that's prepared yeah. to get you across yes. to the other side. Yes. But my prayer for you in 2021 uh-huh. is that you stay anchored uh-huh. in the Lord. Yes. Stay anchored in the Lord. How am I going to stay anchored? Reading this word, praying, meditating, fasting. All of these are commands that's in the word of God. So once again, thank y'all for this opportunity. Thank you all for praying with me. And remember, I'm with him. Stay anchored.